You're listening to Around Comics, episode 119. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic book roundtable, yes. where twice a week you'll hear a revolving panel of guests discuss comic books and graphic novels. Yes. On every Monday episode, just like this one, uh, we go over the week in comic book news, oh. review our favorite books on top of the stack, and take a look at the upcoming week's books Ooh. in future stacks. Future stacks. I'm Christopher Neesman. <laughs> the most hated segment in all podcasting history. Future stacks. I think it's a fraud. <laughs> it is. I just make shit up. Yeah. I don't even know. One I don't even look at a list. stack didn't come out uh, that bullshit. Scotty's still pissed. I am pissed. I'm Christopher Neesman, and filling out the round table today are a Brian Salisay. You are all around the round table? Uh, I'm the round mound of podcasting. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Brian Charles Barkley Salazar. Uh, and I'm ne- not a role model. <laughs> Next is the uh, the current artist, Odd Marvel's The New X-Men, Mr. Scotty Young. Sold out. Uh, sell, selling out yeah, everywhere. I, do, I sell out everywhere. I am awesome. Scotty at Young, the sellout. I, yeah, I sell out books. Every I night. take everybody's ass at risk, and I break ankles at John Madden. <laughs> With his abs. With my abs. <laughs> You're awesome. Yep. And, really. uh, and our special guest uh, this week, which you'll hear definitely a lot Guesses. more on Thursday, is uh, one of the uh, producers at EA Games Chicago office, Mr. Adam Schwank. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, yeah, you don't have so much Swanky. six pack over there. You have more of a party keg, from what I can see. <laughs> oh, this in the keg, this in the abs. <laughs> Fucking geek. <laughs> and is Mike going to join us? I, you know, I think he's over there right now. He'll probably come back over. Okay, there. Mike Kennedy may be over here in just a couple minutes. So if you, you hear him chime in, chime in. That's who that is. Uh, What's he doing? He's talking to... I think he's bartering with Mark. Video games. I'll give you Madden 2009 now. It's a demo copy, but give me that Madman Gargantua hardcover. I don't know. What? (laughs) Have you guys ever done any of those shows with those masks on? Uh, Tom, uh, Tom yeah, yeah, Flash. Actually, uh, Tom is uh, on assignment. I week. did wear the uh, the ro- uh, Rocketeer helmet one episode, but that was good. Sweet. That, where is Tom? I don't. He's in Wisconsin. I don't know. He's he milking he was, cows he was, or something. Yeah, he said he was going to be on assignment. Again. I, I think he went to another plane of existence. Uh, <laughs> Tom's always on another. Plane. <laughs> actually, you know what? Well, actually, do you know where Tom alternate is? Alternate reality. You know where Tom is? I know. He's in line waiting for a Harry Potter book. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's he's actually saving my uh, spot in line. Well, he would be waiting in line at Borders, which is a great time to let you know that this episode wow, of Around Comics is sponsored by Borders. 
Sink your teeth into the story that introduced the world to Anita Blake, Vampire Hunter. Get your copy of Guilty Pleasures by Laura K. Hamilton at your local Borders. Borders is your home for the tastiest fantasy novels. Ooh, this is dirty. Find a store <laughs> near you at BordersStores.com. Dirty nasty. Around Comics is recorded every Friday at 7 o'clock at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. Located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. We'd love to meet you. Put the put the lightsaber down. Why? Don't put, put it down. Put the lightsaber down. How do I turn it on? Jesus hey, Christ. Oh, there you go. Oh. Sal. Sal, you are my bitch. Sal <laughs> 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 has nothing. I got nothing. Got nothing. You can do uh do the, the, the robot chicken thing, right? Like oh solo. Oh solo. <laughs> you guys heard that? Oh love the robot chicken. You better look right. without the mask on. I don't, I don't know well, what you're this talking is, about. Um, uh, this is going to be an abbreviated uh, news segment because we got a lot of news coming up huh? uh, next week with uh, San Diego. I'm scared. So to, let's uh, let's jump into it. It is time for Wire to Wire Comic Book News. Wire to Wire Comic Book News. All right, uh, our yeah. buddies over at Dial R Studios are going to be at San Diego. What's R stand for? Uh, Radical revenge. Uh, Is it? I haven't. Where's, I, where's Wachter? Dial uh, Wachter. Rheumatism Dave Radio. Wachter. Is Wachter uh, here? D- dial. Hey Dave. What, what's the R in Dial R stand for? Rickety. Ricketts. Revenge. Revenge. That's what I thought. Well, Dial R Studios will be at Dial Fifty Five Twenty Four, and uh, they are de- debuting at the San Diego Comic Con. Dial R uh, booth will feature creators J. Andrew Clark, J. Andrew Clark, Scar Tissue, Dave Wack, Pat Loika, Scar Tissue, Tim Loika, Pat Chris, Is it Maze or Maisie? Yeah, Seeds of Maze. Darkness, Hokal. You're sassy tonight, Chris, and uh, and Michael Woods. Lower They'll bit. be debuting the first <laughs> Dial R Studios anthology book, Pantheon. Also debuting at the show will be the final issues of Scar Tissue. Yay! Finally, and Pat Darn. <laughs> the Scar Tissue Trade Paperback Revamp Number One. Um, wait, no, the Scar Tissue Trade Paperback yes. Revamp Number One and Genius Jay's Almanac. Uh, Pat, Dave, Chris, and Tim will be accepting sketch commission requests throughout the weekend as well. Every sketch uh, or comic purchased from the booth gets you a raffle ticket. Raffle ticket. God, I'm butchering this. We'll get get you a raffle t- ticket to win one of many prizes God thanks. one of many prizes including a Nintendo you'll Wii. win stuff if you do go there hey and I will oh, say I can't uh, talk. Uh, Dave was kind enough to provide us uh, with some previews of stuff including mm-hmm. the the Pantheon anthology and they they looked really good they were uh, very entertaining lots of good stuff in there and I recommend checking those out and go say hi to the dollar guys you could win a Wii you could win a Wii I only buy stuff if people have uh, pockets a lot of pockets on their belt <laughs> okay Rob <laughs> You know, well, speaking of uh, pockets, and thanks for pulling me out from under the bus there, Sal. Sure. Uh, speaking of uh, pockets, mm, yes. uh, the original seven from Image are going to reunite at the San Diego Comic Con. You like that? Segway? That was like a good that? segue because I didn't even know that was coming up. Oh. Uh, that's how much fucking magic I hold in Professionals. me. <laughs> so uh, if, you are, uh, if you are a fan of the early Image years, as I know a lot of people are, at uh, uh, 1030... 
Um, in room 6A on Friday the 27th, you'll have a chance to uh, sit in on a panel with all seven of the uh, the Image founders. Eric Larson, Jim Lee, Rob Leefield, Todd McFarlane, Wells Portacio, Mark Silvestri, and Jim Valentino. The Image guys, the guys that started it all, the big revolution in comics that we all now love to hate. Well, you uh, know, I, I love uh, to love them. I, I didn't. You all, you old men, hate them. Us young whippersnappers. It's their uh, remarkable 15th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I don't have hate, hate for any of those guys. Honestly, I you think only have love no matter no, I think no matter what you may say about uh, what they did, their art styles or whatever, the stories or whatever right. they did. I mean, they changed comics. Yeah, they, absolutely. You know, We're certainly going to see a lot an assload ton of uh, pockets on those. Uh, Action There'll be lots oh, of pockets. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think you know that is a case of you know the rise and fall and rise of Image Comics. It's definitely a company that uh, that burst onto the scene. It, it created a lot of excitement in the industry. It got me into and comics. That's what it started. It me. got a go. lot of people into comics. A lot mm-hmm. of people excited about comics. And then there was I the still whole got boxes of that shit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I bought it. Well, there, I, I loved mean, it. There was the whole perfect <laughs> storm that that led to the crash of the 90s, but you look at Image today, and it is a healthy company that's putting out some of the best books in comics. I, want, I wonder what these guys are going to... I mean, you know that at, a, at San Diego, at a Comic-Con, at this panel, you're going to have people that are just going to go there... And hate. Co- yeah, with yeah. nothing in mind other than like asking some asinine question. That isn't even a question, right. more like a statement against those well, guys. Of course, just, yeah. you know, you know, but I wonder how they're going to handle it. It'll be what's kind of funny is that like I think a lot of people forget to to that the Image Comics guys really m- sort of kind of define what comics kind of are today in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, they really kind of brought comics out of that sort of like you know kind of hardcore kind of you know you've got like these you know the Jack Kirby sort of wannabes like coming in and out everywhere, and then they sort of made this sort of like what we were talking like cinematic presentations to comics. And uh, nowadays, you know, I mean, you look at the quality that has, you know pervades everywhere. It's it's much higher as a result. Sure, now. they they introduced you know uh, the the higher paper qualities. They mm-hmm. introduced the, col- the, the coloring, the digital coloring. I mean, a lot of different innovations. Well, and, they and did. just the, and just the idea. I'm creator not saying they, yeah, they didn't introduce the idea of creator own, but they definitely made it. Like I said, uh, I've always said, for me, who um, I was in junior high when Image started, and that's what introduced me to comics. So for me as a comic book fan, I never thought to grow up wanting to draw Spider-Man or Batman because I thought everybody grew up and created your own right. Spider-Man or Batman. I already thought somebody drew Spider-Man, so I shouldn't want that job. Well, Im- Image brought creator-owned comics into the comics mainstream. Right. They took it from you know indie right to the comics right. mainstream and and i think it was a, a case of you know the pendulum had swung so far to the the company side right. of how things were run and the image guys swung that pendulum back totally the other I think, side i think that we should um i think that image i think i probably brought it up before but i think image uh, the evolution from the beginning to what it is now is such an interesting oh, thing that we should do a we should just do a whole show on, on that okay. like just comics like what image. it meant Definitely. what it meant then mm-hmm. uh, what it what it started out as uh, what it has what it you know the has different ups and downs of what it is evolved to now I mean yeah. it's 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 like night and day now but it's I, just I don't know if people realize um, newer comic fans realize how 
earth-shattering it was to right. say, That's hey, what I mean. we're going to take seven of, of not the, just good yeah, creators, the but superstars the, of the time. The biggest names. Right. If you can imagine Brubaker, Bendis, Miller, Johns, um, you know, throw in a couple of... Scotty Young. Yeah, Scotty Young. <laughs> and those guys say, you <laughs> know what, yeah. we're going to go start our own company and make our right. own comics. It was Well, it, had, it, it, changed, was it, it also changed the attitude of the industry going, okay, we have to do something different. We have to try and appease these creators in a different way than what we had done before. We can't just necessarily take advantage of right. them any longer. And like I said, no matter what you say about the product that they put out, they created a a change in the industry. And a lot of times change is a really hard thing to do, especially in an in- industry right. like comics where it's been so sort of incestual for right. so long. Yeah, people uh, do complain about People do complain about uh, the lack of whatever story or whatever is all about flashy art and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, you have to give it its respect for... Sure. The, I, don't, I don't believe that comics would be what they are today, the kind of stories and the, and the different places that it'd be it today, a, it if a, that wouldn't have happened. Right. It was a growth spurt. It, it, and it, it, it may, looking back at it now, it's very easy to pick apart. Right. But if it hadn't happened, would we have... The kind of comics we have today. Well, you definitely and, wouldn't and have me, and then you'd styles. be really sad. <laughs> we wouldn't well, have Scotty. Kind of, kind of moving into our next story is, is in what Image <laughs> has become is it's a way for for young talent and and existing talent in the industry to put out creator own work. Right. And uh, uh, Juan Ferreria is returning to Image Comics Shadowline this uh, October with a book called Lazarus, and it is a uh, full color mystery miniseries, and it reads. As James Lazarus, the uh, the protagonist, is plagued by dreams of his death night after night. These dreams turn out to be as far from fantasy as James discovers his true he is truly immortal during an attempt on his life. This puts him on an urgent search to figure out who is responsible for attacking him and why. The answers do not come easily as James learns immortality can be quite painful. Should be named Sal Lazarus. Yeah, <laughs> you should be called Br yeah. Lazarus. Exactly, Lazarus. Uh, but no, uh, Lazarus uh, looks like a very uh, interesting offering from him. Is this the guy that I screwed up forever? Isn't he the? Ferreria? Did he do Small Gods? Yes. And, okay, yes. that was yes. the guy I thought had done. Uh, what was you didn't? Ma- you messed up somebody's name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, that's not that's only his name, but his entire career. His right? entire life. His someone entire else. life. Yeah, yeah, well, that's actually why I threw it in there. Uh, Screwed it you up. You were a fan of uh, Small Guys. Yeah, I really. I, yeah, that I did like that book a lot. Um, it was uh, a perfect name for it because it was sort of taking super or superpowers in a, in a world where superpowers existed and examining smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smaller characters and smaller powers, and they were and, small gods. Well, they were small gods. They had these amazing abilities, but they weren't you know, like costume crime fighters. They were different, you know, different smaller characters. And it was just an interesting I can see two seconds into the future. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, where it was pretty cool. Good stuff. Uh, Brian Reed. Who's uh, turned, I, I think, very much into one of the, the names to watch out there. He's uh, a writer. Uh, uh, we got turned on to him, uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah. And uh, he's working with uh, Bendis on Illuminati. 
Uh, he is was, yeah. He's still doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, uh, and this is one that I think Adam can uh, can chime in on. He is set to write the Mercenaries comic for Dynamite Entertainment, and that is uh, a comic based on Pandemic's Mercenaries series of action video games. So, <laughs> oh, oh, there's no video game. He does this yeah. to me all the time. It's yeah. like, oh, he'll like, be able to talk uh, about uh, this, and I'm going, what? I gave him the hook I at will. the end there. Yeah. So. I'm so buried in what we're on our game right now. Yeah. I'm really not he seeing like what's going The video game expert goes, oh, cool, video game. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. So one of those things you turn on and play. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Adam, we're seeing, we're seeing more and more of the crossover of comic book writers Going and this is a good preview for this Thursday's episode where we really get into video games. But uh, more and more comic book writers are jumping over and writing video games. And in many ways, and in many cases, those of us that are working in video games are trying to hire these guys to do work for us. You know, I mean, it's sequential art is you know sequential art works. It works. You know, I mean, one of the one of the biggest books that a game person could possibly read is Understanding Comics. Um, because it really helps you to sort of, you know, visualize how you want to present a story and how, you know, we storyboard our games and stuff like that as well, so. Sure. And, and looking at some of the folks that have that have made that jump, you look at Garth Ennis writing mm-hmm. the Punisher game. Absolutely. Um, Bendis. Bendis writing uh, Ultimate Halo. Spider-Man. And, well, he's writing the Halo. Oh, oh and Metal Gear Solid. Comic. Ashley Woods does the art on Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. That is... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it's that. It's really sweet. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's gorgeous. But then, you know, more of the writers doing uh, doing the games. Uh, uh, Paul Jenkins has written several C- games. C.B. Sobolski, yeah. I think, did some help yeah. on uh, Ultimate Alliance or Nemesis or one of the Marvel games. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I think that you're starting to see that, oh, that yeah, relationship. You see a lot of sort of moving back and forth. And, you know, I mean, it's almost, it's almost where you see, like, in the games industry and, you know, sort of like you know, home entertainment, everything's sort of kind of coming together. And I think in the entertainment industry as a whole, even on sort of the creative side, everybody's sort of kind of coming together and creating different sort of avenues to explore their creativity. You know. Next story, one of the series that we've been looking forward to for quite some time no. is the Rick Remender, uh, Karen Dwyer, Tony Moore Crawl Space. And we had originally heard about this as Triple X Zombies way back whenever we talked with uh, with Rick and Tony. And, uh, and rather than us talk about it, uh, we had a chance to sit down and talk with uh, Rick Remender a few weeks ago. So here is Rick talking about Crawl Space. Crawl Space is um, a new ongoing series at Image Comics, which is akin to uh, Creep Show, Vault of Horror, The Twilight Zone, in that it is an umbrella and it will have rotating, um, rotating story arcs. The first story arc is a four issue mini called Triple X Zombies, and that is written by myself, uh, a story by myself, Kieran Dwyer, Tony Moore, covers by Kieran Dwyer and Tony Moore, interior art by Kieran Dwyer and Lee Lowridge, uh, who also colors Fear Agent. And uh, it's basically the last word in zombie exploitation. We're having, um, you know, as much fun as you could possibly have in doing zombies, how we feel they should be handled, and then it's sort of like a swan song. I think everybody's is writing writing it off and, and, and completing their <laughs> their involvement in, in the genre for a little while until it's, until it's played out its course. 
and we'd like to uh, thank Rick for uh, for talking with us about that. Really looking forward to Crawl Space. Sure. It's uh, one of uh, a trinity of new books that, that Rick has coming out. Casey, will you quit beating up the guests? I'm trying to get, I'm trying, your boobs. Yeah, I'm trying to get my girlfriend to show Sal her boobs. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you just have thousands of people go, why couldn't it be a video podcast? Yeah, nice. they are. You, should see the you know Braxton's going, revenge! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rick also has uh, the the End League is coming out, and he just uh, keeps writing. He just yeah, hey, he's uh, got another book out every month. And uh, Sorrow is uh, uh, yes, and his other one, uh, Fear Agent is of course. the ongoing, and yeah, gr- great he's stuff. So really looking forward to that. Um, uh, moving on, Matt Wagner, yes, is going to be writing Zorro. Yes. Go for it, Sal, because I know that you're excited about that. Uh, that's all I had to say, yeah. Yes! yes! Uh, <laughs> I love it! Uh, actually, it's kind of a weird... I don't know if I necessarily would have ever thought of Pick Matt Wagner. Wagner to write a Zorro tale, um, uh, ongoing series, but uh, it should be interesting. I mean, I'm a huge wet Matt Wagner fan draw? anything that he's, that he's done. Uh, I don't know, is he... You guys uh, hate artists, uh, don't you? No, they did say who the artist was, but it's not here, so I don't know off the top of my head. Um... You know, Dynamite's doing some uh, some fun stuff. That, you know, they got Zorro, and then they've got Christos Gage doing the man with no name. Yes, so. I know that uh, Mike Norton hates the idea of that, but uh, well, you know, he did. He last week he bashed that book, really? saying that we should never find out what happened to the man with no name. I was just watching a fistful of dollar, no, a few dollars more mm-hmm. last night. What a good movie! I'm a good, the bad, and the ugly fan. Anyway, uh, yeah, Matt Wagner, uh, he's just awesome. So. I'm not going to go in. I mean, you know, I haven't seen anything it's yet. Zorro, so. It's, it's Zorro. Wagner. I'm a huge Zorro was one of the few, like one of my first comic books. When Alex Tone passed away, you were sad because of his work on Zorro. Yeah, absolutely. That was he was a huge influence on. I mean, just as a kid, Zorro was a huge. The TV show, the comics. Uh, I was I gravitated towards him because it was one of the few like uh, Mexican heroes out there, and of being of Mexican Spanish descent. It was something that, as a kid, was really important to me. So, yeah, Alex so Toth's work is unbelievable on that series. So uh, I, I hope that Wagner and, and whoever they have as the artist on that can really do it justice. I felt that way about Underdog. Because you're part dog. <laughs> part have, you seen, have, you seen, have you seen the, the trailers for oh Underdog? I laughed yeah. my butt Jason off on Lee, I actually kind of liked it. Jason wants me to hate him. Because <laughs> he's also doing an Alvin and the Chipmunks movie. Yes, uh, he is. Oh God. He's trying to, you know... I'm sorry, but like when I first saw the... the, the, the the big billboards and stuff like that. For this is this is stupid. This is ridiculous. Underdog. Yeah, but then when I saw the trailer, I was like, "This Ooh. is kind of funny." <laughs> you know what? Uh, Jason Lee was a pro skater, so anything that he does after that is okay. It's okay. It's cool. It's he's cool. already got his cool. Because he doesn't care. He's like, "Whatever. I'm fooling him off, baby. Why, Give me this huge check." Why don't you, ta- why don't you take your Lance Mountain shirt off and get out? Lance, you're really going back, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you like that? He's <laughs> raping our chill childhood. Raping our children. Oh, <laughs> no, good lord. This took a dark twist, folks. All right. Is that our news? You know, That's the I, news. You know, we're, we're saving up. We got. Yeah. Uh, we're going to blow gonna our wad Mountains week. and oh. mountains of news Ooh. Mountains next week. Sal, you got anything else to throw in there? No. No? Nah. <laughs> All right. You're saving it up for, uh, for future stacks. stacks. I got 12 books I'm talking about in future stacks. All right. Well, no, that will I'm take care of our Wired Wire comic book news. Yes. That means it's time for... Top of the... No, you keep screwing it up. It's time top. for future stacks. Oh, future stacks no, comes not. first. It's top of the stack. It says right here. Is it? Yeah. That's screwed up. We always... Uh, you screwed it up. Well, we always, fine. We always do top of the stack. Do we? 
Yeah. I've done too many. It's all blending. It's all in the future now. I don't know. The future's like in the past and stuff. (laughs) All right, it's time for Top of the Stack. Yeah. Top. Top of the Stack. Top of the Stack. Stack. That's right, it's Top of the Stack. Our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last week. This is so deja vu. I know. I'm, I'm Denzel. (laughs) <laughs> okay, hit the record button. Was that any hit good? the record button. Uh, Tom is uh, not here. He's usually Tom's our. <laughs> he's on assignment. Oh. Uh, since he's not Waiting here, for Harry Potter. Sal, uh, why don't you go first this week? All right, uh, my top of the stack, uh, which kind of surprised me that it was, was the uh, Wolverine Origins Annual Number One by uh, Danny Way. It's not Way a surprise to us. And Kari. Andrew. And Kari. Kari. Yes, Kari. Kari. Andrews. God, why can't these people always got to have silly names? <laughs> well, why? It's just Kari. Kari. But it's two A's. Who spells car with two A's? Anyway, um, I have uh, <laughs> uh, why I was surprised so much. I haven't really read a Wolverine book in probably a year. Uh, I just kind of got sick of the character and just whatever. I've seen why enough. not, bub? I saw enough uh, <laughs> enough Wolverine to last me uh, what I thought was my life. But uh, I really enjoyed this issue, mostly um, for the art. The story was good. Uh, it was uh, Wolverine goes to Madripoor. He's looking for someone from his past. Again. And, uh, again, <laughs> someone else from his past, once again, Jesus, to try and... how many guys does this person know? He's, well, he's been around for a while. Um, and uh, in doing so, you sort of get the story of who this character is. And it's uh, mostly it's told in flashback to, uh, like, World War Two era Madripoor, where he's... Uh, He's actually the patch character, uh, right? Um, uh, and just sort of his interaction with his, how he meets this other woman and how what their relationship is and blah 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 and why he's searching for. Her. Does it have um, a, does it have a sweet picture of Sabretooth? It does have a really sweet picture <laughs> of Sabretooth. Awesome. Yes, right there. Awesome. See that? Pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, the art in it, uh, Kari Andrews, Kari Good Andrews, um, who, uh, <laughs> as Scotty has told me, has informed me that you know, uh, his styles, he does different types of. Oh, absolutely, work. yeah, he's, he's he all, yeah, he is all over the map. And and this one in particular, I think we saw it in Spider-Man Reign, where it's a very Frank Miller-esque style. It's obviously uh, influenced by Frank Miller, but unlike a lot of uh, Frank Miller styles, this one's actually. Or Fr- Frank Miller ripoffs. This one's actually good. Uh, a lot of times when people seem to like try and do noir stories or black and white stories, and, and they try and use like Frank Miller's uh, Sin City style, it just doesn't turn out very well. It just doesn't have the impact that his stuff does. Uh, while this book is in color. Uh, and definitely has uh, certain aspects of Frank Miller's style in it. What really impressed me the most was the panel layouts mm. um, and the page compositions of them. I just thought they were absolutely beautiful. Uh, he doesn't really do much typical panel layouts in there. Right. There isn't a whole lot of panels. stick to the grid. Yeah, I mean, it's it's most of the panels are made up either by uh, backgrounds uh, or juxtapositions of characters mm-hmm. uh, in different sequences in the story or whatever. And I just thought it was an amazing job of storytelling uh, in it, and and that combined with uh, my love of Frank Miller's art and seeing this uh, really uh, impressed me. So, um, and I think what I said before was. This is sort of what I kind of wish Frank Miller was doing now, right. as opposed to uh, more his more cartoony stuff that he does now, um, because it's it's obviously reminiscent of Miller's earlier work, but it's uh, it's also something fresh and new and 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 really just beautiful. I mean, I just overall the book was I thought really beautifully done and and striking and 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 uh, overall I really enjoyed it. So that's my top of the stack. 
Again, the art sweet. Was that good. Sweet. You, did you like that, Scotty? Yeah. Did you enjoy my yeah, top of the set? Like almost identical. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I what's said your, it was good. What's fucker? your top of the stack? Um, I'm actually gonna pull a, a bait and switch on you guys, and I'm gonna have um, my better half come over. Come here. What? You can't I don't do your own work. No, now? because I didn't read anything. I actually didn't. I was. I had such a heavy deadline. I didn't read anything this week. So. No, come here. Back All you gotta se- do is back, come here. Back in seventh grade in algebra class, uh, um, Scotty, uh, do you have your homework? Yeah. Well, no. you know, yeah. actually, no. But yeah, I'm I gonna bring my mom yeah. in <laughs> she because t- she did right. my homework last so night. So Casey, uh, my girlfriend, is going to talk about her top of the stack. Now ask me a question. No, <laughs> all you gotta do is tell them what you're reading and why you liked it. Talking to the microphone. I'm reading. No, I'm just kidding. Just fucking talk. Um, Why the Last Man? Yeah. And I've read what one? Who, who wrote it? Oh shit. Never mind. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know. Who's the Nobody artist? Nobody remembers. But the that, who's the editor? <laughs> but that's a beautiful thing I like about Mark it, right? I like Brown. He he should be played by. Who did we decide? Um, Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Uh, we cast in the movie. it. Mm-hmm. Great. But what do you like about the story? Like you've read, you're um, almost done with. Or you're reading the fourth book, right? The fourth yep. trade. What have you liked uh, about the story so far? I mean, what what about it? What 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 is there about that book that keeps you reading it and and not giving me sex at <laughs> night because you want to read it? <laughs> That's two separate issues, I think. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But what about the book? I don't know. I like the traveling aspect. I like that they. It's. I don't know. I don't. You know why you like it? No, I mean, do, do you like the characters? Do you like the situation? What is it about the characters that makes it stand out from... You know, I've given you other books to read, and you've been like, yeah, this is cute. And then just... What connects yeah. with you right. in this book? I have I don't know. I can't do this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you, so you just like the the fact that they walk. <laughs> right? so there, it's a good. travel yeah, book. Yeah, they travel. What, what, is funny, what is funny about okay. this to we, me we is that... Is that Casey gets up in front of people and performs? Yeah, she's she's a, she, she's she has a band, her own band. I know. I haven't <clears throat> eaten yet today. I oh God! <laughs> <laughs> what makes you like Why the Last Man? Uh, As opposed to, uh, you know, you watch the Gilmore Girls. You can tell me a million things why you like the Gilmore Girls. Because I like the way they talk, and it's a mother and a daughter who's so cute, and that's how I am with my mom. I just I I like that he's sarcastic in his character. He's He's always got something funny to say. He cusses a lot. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I know do, you, I, do you like you the monkey? Is I love what, the monkey. The fucking dirty monkey. What do you, where do you hope... Caused the uh, whole downfall of civilization. Where do you hope that Filthy it goes? Animal. I mean, are you are you interested in uh, why? That, that why, why there why? is no other man? Yeah, actually, that's true. I forgot about that part. You like all the militant... <laughs> I forgot about the main plot. The militant female <laughs> activist groups that are Yeah, I don't present. know what they're all about. Yet. What did you just read? What did you, be, you, what be did in you just finish? Tell everybody what you just finished reading. What part? He just left the lady's house, a, the other agent who... What was her name? 7-Eleven. Right. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, she almost raped him right because you she love and drowned rape. him you like rape that's impossible though it's only mouth rape it's like putting mouth a marshmallow rape. on a plate he likes mouth rape and mouth rape he just mouth. had his he just had his suicide just went there. I'm, yeah, that's I'm interested in what why he is the last man and right so you want to find out i want to find out why 
And why him? And they said something. Uh, why the monkey? That interests me. Why him and the monkey? And the monkey are the only male living creatures. Exactly. And w- oh, his mom, the senator. Mm-hmm. And when what's going on with her at the moment? Republicans, I want them to come back. What's that going on with his mom at the moment? <laughs> um, <laughs> the what's going on with the mom? Yes. But what's She's trying to catch him. With who? Who's she using? I'm, I need to know. The Israelis? <laughs> yes. Very good. It's like is a book this, report. Is, <laughs> is this a preview of the relationship podcast that you guys are going to start up? No, we're going to be good at that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so she's the one, right? Always like, let's do a podcast because I listened to a Gilmore Girls podcast and it was like a husband and wife. It was so cute. And so we should do it. And so I get her on here, right? And she's like, uh. I like because they walk. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> can I stop now? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, why the last man? Why the last your man? It's really good. Go read it. All right. Was my p- that was enough. my pinch hitter. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> good job, honey. Quite Thank the bunt. Yeah. <laughs> that she laid down there. <laughs> I'm trying to bring you in a cleanup. Sh- you knocked the shit out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's Mr. Kennedy? Anything you've What's been, been reading, reading these Anything? days? Uh, Video games. Casey, you need to give, you need to come in and help Mike. Yeah. yeah. Can you sit on his lap and talk about why the last man? Thing you read. Um, Another pinch hitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pinch it. All right, pinch, pinch it. it. Okay. All right, Two women in a comic shop that both read comics. Okay. I think that's a record. Well, um, and, and you are. I'm, I'm Liz. <laughs> um, I'm Mike's fiance. Um, <laughs> she got all quiet. She's a little embarrassed about it. <laughs> I think I, my face is like a bright red. I <laughs> They're freaking out. It's I just a microphone. <laughs> Casey spends every day in front of a microphone. <laughs> Um, well, I'd say the last thing I read that was of awesome quality would be issue number six of Fell. Which hey, is yes. Warren Ellis and um, Ben Templesmith. Thank you, Ben Templesmith. So, and Mike's proud of me because I picked that one up on my own without any sort of prodding whatsoever. We're going to have to talk. <laughs> Women seem to love Warren Ellis' stuff. For I, some He's got a huge... And yeah. he doesn't even have any tattoos or piercings. Yeah, so that's amazing. Yeah. So, but it's awesome. The artwork is really cool. Warren Ellis... His writing is awesome, and it's a great crime. Book. It's a gr- it's great. Like, yeah. you know, you have this detective in Snowtown, and you're like, why in the hell would anyone want to be there? Because it's such a miserable, awful piece of shit. It's hell. Dive. It's yeah, hell. it's hell. Yeah. And you know, every once in a while, you read an issue, and there's a nun running around in a Nixon <laughs> mask. I mean, that's kind of cool. But um. Did you but ever yeah. uh, read the? Uh, oh, is it the Cal McDonald stuff or the Thirty Days a Night, which is uh, Temple Smith? Uh, Thirty Days a Night, yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's got a lot of the same sort of feel and quality of Fell, I think. Have you guys uh, seen the trailer for that yet? It looks yeah, awesome. yeah, it looked really good. Oh, yeah. So, and then um, I'm a fan of Optic Nerve. Ooh. And yeah, that's a great book. Um, the Powers series. Do you want to redo, honey? <laughs> she just threw you a fucking elbow. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to. It's just you know. I mean, I didn't it's, mean to like those books. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing about comics and enjoying them is that it, you know, my day job. I read and I edit stuff during the day, so it's kind of nice medical stuff. Medical stuff. Ooh, fun. So um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, so it's, it's, it's a nice like a break. Circus. It's a nice break, and it's cool because it's something. Not to get all cheesy and hallmarky, but it's something we can do together. Oh. 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 Now, did you read comics before meeting? <laughs> Casey, Casey like, do you yeah. want to do a relationship podcast? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, I listen to the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> um, Poor Casey. Well, 
It's a good idea, I think. I liked. I definitely liked anime, and so that's kind of what brought us together. And then you got me hooked on yeah. the what, comics. What was the first comic he pushed on you? Mm. Do you remember? Aeon Flux. Well, that's what got Because he wrote it. Hey, honey, you're this piece of genius. I love this. So, no, I think it'd be the Power Series. Power? Power Series. That's good. Enjoy it. But Aeon Flux, the animated show, kind of got, it was kind of what got us together. That, uh, not Adult Swim. Was it Adult Swim? Liquid TV. Liquid TV. Liquid MTV. That's right. Sure. Did you ever read Alias? Bendis's novel? Yes. Yes, I did. That's really good. Yeah. Oh, that was Omnibus. Yeah, that was birthday. We name things. We name our books weird names like Omnibus. You can cash now. Really? Yeah. Absolute. Absolute. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I just got the X-Men Omnibus with a 94 to 131 off of eBay. Got a good price. And then... Found out they're reissuing it this fall. Are they? Yeah. Don't. Ooh, I'm gonna sell mine because that sucker's going for like 200 bucks now. Omnibus yet? No. <laughs> it's really good. Alias it's is a good story. Yeah, Alias is one. It's a hefty yeah, book, yeah, but it's got it's, it's awesome. Really it's really it's actually awesome. to be as a hu- it, it is a huge book, but it is such a fast read. Yeah. yeah. I I mean I went through that so much faster than we'll make than her I've, feel bad, huh? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I mean, if you're slow, you're slow. You don't have to feel bad about it. <laughs> All right, Adam, what have you been reading? Uh, you know, I don't read my comics from week to week. I, I kind of tend to hold off on series, and so I'll just read them in one bunch. Why do you hate America? <laughs> you're ruining the terrorists have won. <laughs> and see, what I would have said is, last week I just finished off off New X Men. And it was said something nice oh. about it. It said Scotty's being a dick. Oh. Did you really? Did you read it? Oh. Yeah, I did. Did just you finish the last really? Week. Yeah. What, honestly, because I didn't write it. But okay. what did you think of it? For I'm real? really enjoying it. Yeah. Like I love the fact that you guys are bringing back uh, Magic, Magic. Ileana and stuff. Like she's my favorite character. It's been really fun. Yeah. Scotty told us that was his idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. He's like, who's Magic? <laughs> on, on, yeah, I'll be the god. The god's on truth. I did not know who it was. Yeah. So yeah. So, so, so Scotty's being a dick about it. I'm just gonna say I hate a dick. Whatever. <laughs> I don't need sold to out anyway. Great. You already yeah. bought it, yeah. sucker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was great. The, the art was fantastic, and you know the story was great. Um, right now, I'm reading uh, uh, Peter Allen David's X Factor. Oh, so good stuff. That. Yeah, we I got you love that. My I favorite X Blast version beforehand, My? and like it just it's it's actually it's funny because it's not the same thing as it used to be. Like it's used to be as like when like when he was doing the the original X Factor like he was doing sort of toward the end of it. Oh, like, uh, w- like the original X Men. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, and um, and now it's like he's got kind of the same cast, but um, it's much more dysfunctional, and I really like. Well, what it's he's like doing a noir. It's Madrid. like kind of like X Men noir, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, it's, it, it's the most un X X book out there. It, it's it doesn't really have anything to do with the X Men right. or because it's, it's not all about mutants. Yeah, everything's about mutants. Mm. Well, that's the problem with a lot of the X Men titles yeah. now. You know, it's like they're so X Men <laughs> right that it's like. You know, that's why I like Grant Morrison's New X-Men. so much, because yeah. it was just like stepping away from the whole like X-Men Academy, blah, 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 yeah. you know, and getting more into sort of the crazy, futuristic-y kind of stuff. Right. Wasn't so. that the whole purpose of House of M, is to dial back the mutant? Uh, we all know about the events. Initially, yeah, but they, 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 they took out a lot of my favorite mutants. In that, yeah, like so Chamber. Really oh, yeah. Love me some Chamber. Yeah. Is he dead? But he looks Nobody. Like yeah, 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 but all of a sudden he looks like Apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's, that franchise got so bogged down in its own continuity. It's too many that, X-Men. That, that I, I love a book like X-Factor that 
you don't have to have read any X Not books wrong. over the last 20 years. You can pick up yeah. X Factor, jump right in, and say, "Hey, this is just a good comic." Matter of right. fact, I think even the women would really, really like that book because it's not it's not really focused on the superhero aspects. It's more focused on sort of a lot of sort of uh, intrigue and mm-hmm. sort of um, you know mystery, and it's got a lot of like you know in, in crime noir as well. Oh, sure. Which I think I saw earlier. You guys were tossing around at Gotham Central at one point. I'm buying it. Yeah, I'm buying that, a couple trades. That bar none is one of my favorite crime noir comic series. Yeah, a bunch of people have been talking. I mean, people. Somebody the other day likened it to like Powers, but in the Batman Some, world. Yeah. I mean, like saying if you like Powers, you yeah. like Gotham That's Central. Right. Yeah. More is what the person told me. It's sort of like a well, I mean, it's based in the you know Bat universe and the DC right. universe and everything, but it really doesn't have much to do with superpowers. More about cops. Right. It's just sort of it's like such a straight a big ensemble cast. Though. Yeah. You have to just it's a cop show. It's it's a track it's NYPD Blue, but you oh, know, totally. You know, yeah. but it's it's in. Gotham. Can it be in the Shield? I don't think it's as hardcore as the Shield, yeah. but like maybe the Wire. kind of. You had you had two of. Two of the industry's best writers writing a book Who? that they really enjoyed. Who were they? Ed Brubaker and oh. Greg Rucka. Greg Rucka. Greg Rucka. twinkle in his eye. Yeah, this is Greg Rucka. Yeah. I don't know. I, oh. Look <laughs> 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 on his face right now. I think I just died a little. Um, <laughs> that's no, fair. I, I, what? No, you, you, you got two you writers that are totally in their element writing, writing a book that I think they both really enjoyed. And uh, uh, Mike Lark. Art, uh, uh, Gatos art, yes. um, uh, Stefano, oh, why Roger Robinson? Robinson? Oh, uh, who's who? Gotham Roger Central? No. I don't know, there were uh, a lot of people. A lot of people. Just a, yeah, great book. Um, my top of the stack this week yes. is, uh, it, it was tough, uh, love JLA this week. We don't need to hear what you love, we want to hear what uh, your top of the stack almost is. Almost picked Checkmate, but Sal said, if you pick another Rucka book, I'm going to punch Slap you in the nose. And yeah. no offense to Greg, we love Greg, and, you know. Yeah. That's you know, a good book, though. We've Check given Greg enough love. It's a great book, yeah. yeah. For... But Man I'm, going, I'm going totally event comic mainstream and uh, picking World War Hulk number two of five. And just because it was uh, just the biggest... Is that David Finch ultimate cover that got you? Yeah, it was the Finch cover. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it, this was just the, the funnest romp I had all week where I'm just like, all right, I'm going to read World War Hulk. And about a third of the way into it, I'm just... Totally engrossed, and by the last page, I get there, and I'm just a big grin on my face, and, and I'm thinking to myself afterwards, actually the first thing I did was call Vince B. at uh, Bullpen Bulletins. And, uh, For his Hulk love? Yeah, because um, uh, Vince loves loves the Hulk, loves Romita Jr., and uh, and I just I had to talk to Vince about it. it. I got that feeling of, this is what mainline superhero comics should be. Oh, good lord. You've got, you've got the Hulk. Not all of them. He's smashed. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> just, just that, that excitement of, of reading this story. There's so much action. There's so many cool sequences. It's like a it's Michael payoff, You know, payoff after payoff after payoff. It, this is what an event comic should be. It was just one payoff. It's my favorite other. event going on right now, I'll tell you that much. It was so fun. You've got, you know, the Hulk is taking on the thing. He's taking on Doc Samson. Slapping people around. Yeah, just bitch, not, slapping. Not, bitch slapping. Not His even own cousin. breaking a sweat. 
and he's just like, get the hell out of my way. And yeah, he does like the, you know, the two-handed uh, head slap on the thing, which is great. Uh, you know, the whole war-bound true. I just love seeing Hulk kicking everybody's ass. It is so. I'm such, such a man. Such a man. All yeah. this testosterone. I love it. There. Don't be afraid. I like flowers. I, he 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 walks and through puppies. the Avengers, <laughs> monkey, and the Fantastic Four. Like their their air, and it, it is seeing the Hulk this powerful, this pissed off, and on a mission to just kick people's asses. It's fun, and Ramita's art is just it, it's great. I I don't know if thinking back well, on it, I would have pi- I would have picked Ramita to do this project. But his art is paying off so well. It's a lot less blocky than his stuff used to be, too. Like, it's more... I was kind of uh, freaked out a little bit by his thing when when he got to the pages with the thing. It was yeah. like, it almost looked like a different artist. Uh, oh, you're right, yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't... It, it, it looked more... Um, you know, it's like, it's almost like comic, uh, cartoon-shaped style. Yeah, kind of yeah. Style more like, yeah. which... That's awesome. You know, I, I, I think different he's angle. I think he's um, got a little different style going on on Who's some panels, which is is nice to see out of out of him. Uh, his anchor, yeah. uh, Cla- uh, Klaus Janson. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah Klaus yeah. is the best. You know, and on the first issue, I didn't really like Jansen's inks on Ramita, but in this one, I think uh, I think they've Look, really got a feel for each other, each other yeah. now. Yeah, and and I saw a notable difference in this. Um, uh, I don't want to spoil the last page, but the the payoff on it, and that that's the word I keep using in this book is payoff. the the last The last splash page, you're like, oh hell yeah, it's <laughs> oh Hulk smash hell yeah, shut it, <laughs> Hulk hater, Hulk. I don't what Hulk smash hell yeah. I'm, I'm and, and supporting Marvel Marvel in general with the uh, with the world War tie-ins. Um, Sal and I were talking <laughs> about it today. It's it, it's really nice to see Marvel approaching this event, and it doesn't have maybe the fanfare that Civil War did, which I think is kind of working in their favor. Yeah. In that every kind of tie-in book that you read is is a, a true tie-in. It, you don't have to read it to understand the main series, but it really does add to it. Uh, and also, I thought like if you're not reading the main series and your regular issue of say X-Men gets interrupted with a World War Hulk, mm-hmm. the way they're doing it, it's like you. Can Kind of get caught up on what's going on in the series anyway, uh, so it doesn't like break up the flow, of, and it makes sense. I mean, it's was like it was a perfect, yeah, you know what I mean. I even enjoyed like uh, World War Hulk X Men. Like, well, yeah, that's right. It when you read the Iron Man issue or World War Hulk one, read uh, read Avengers Initiative, and there's a neat little moment in there where you're like. Ah, that's very cool. The so, whole thing about the uh, yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I yeah. get it. So, it, World War Hulk uh, two. I was going to pick it, but I already picked the first one. So yeah, so I had to pick. It, it's fun, you know. Kudos to Marvel. Uh, they've been taking a lot of heat from the whole Civil War fallout, and I think they they really have uh, an event that is uh, that is paying off. So there's the word again. So that is uh, that is my top of the stack. Yes. That rounds out everybody's. No. Uh, that means it's time to take a look at <sighs> next week's, or actually this week's comics. It is time for future Future Stacks. All right, Future Stacks. Sal, this is uh, your chance to uh, take a My look chance at, at what piss is everybody off. You hate this segment now. Well, no, so it's funny. just like, uh, you know, I don't know. 
I thought it was a good idea. Obviously, some people have a problem You're with so it. You're so saddled with it now. See, I know, and I can't like get away from it. All right, Sal, tell, I tell, have, tell I us what to buy this week. Right. A few things I just thought maybe check out. My grandma's ghost by... Shut up. <laughs> uh, Grendel, Behold the Devil, number zero. It's a primer issue to Gr- the Gr- new Grendel series. It's 50 cents if you've never read Grendel and maybe you want to check it out. See, look, she's looking right now. This is what Future Stacks is all about, telling somebody that, you know, something's coming out that they may not know about. Awesome. Uh, I could be for 50 cents. Yeah, 50 cents. You ever read Mage? You need to. Ooh, no, but I probably should. Fucking up your future stack. Like, that's that's, that's the, the reason, by the way, that I haven't finished I Alias. Remember the, the woman I, who... There's too much out there for me to read. Um, have, have Mike, you have Mage in the, in the long boxes at home, don't you? And all the grand <laughs> Yeah. All the grand <laughs> Nice. Yeah. I love the one with uh, Devil, Devil's Legacy. Was that the one with the woman? Like, I remember that was one of the, fir- the first sort of indie kind of comics oh, yeah, that I like read. Oh, yeah, Brothers. Yeah, yeah, that was... Oh, man, I, I love that... That series, it was awesome. So, Grendelby, hold the devil, number zero. Uh, next up, Speak of the Devil, another devil book. There's a lot of, it's actually a theme going on here. Speak of the Devil, number one, from Dark Horse. Uh, this is the new series by Gilbert Hernandez. Uh, I'm a big Love and Rockets fan, so uh, anything from them, I'll at least check out. So, that's coming out this week. Uh, Batman, number 666. Uh, Grant Morrison. This, uh, this is a very dark. Yeah, it's basically. It's, uh, I know the whole thing is like demonic. Uh, this is uh, an issue. It's a standalone issue. It's set in the future, fifteen years in the future, and um, Damian Wayne, who we find out earlier in the Kubert Grant Morrison run, who's Bruce Wayne's son, is now Batman, and uh, it's basically twenty-four hours are left before Armageddon, and Batman has to try and stop it. So it's Ooh. just a standalone. I just thought Armageddon. it was you know Grant Morrison dealing with Armageddon. I don't want to close my eyes. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and what's next? So Batman six sixty six, Hellblazer two thirty four. I know it's all <laughs> Hellblazer. I don't know why I'm it's sorry. all. What the fuck are you into this week, man? I don't, the devil. You shit. love the Satan. Yes. <laughs> okay. um, the no, I, I really. I really Good put Lord. this in there because uh, uh, this is a new uh, new issue, or it's a new arc starting in this four-part story arc, and I think Annie Diggle has done just an awesome job of bringing uh, that character, John Constantine, back to uh, where he should be. I think that character sort of lost his way after so many issues, and uh, Diggle's really kind of brought him back to what... I think a lot of people, uh, Hellblazer fans, really enjoyed about that character. So yeah. I'm, I'm just about one of the most hardcore of hardcore fans of Hellblazer. Really? I mean, yeah, that was the, the book that really brought me back to comics when I was in college. I kind of left comics for a long time, and then I picked it up, and it was when um, Garth Ennis was writing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Warren Ellis, of all the people, did the best job of sort of, like, you know, making that guy just, you know, really shine. Mm-hmm. And, we, and then he got all pissy and left. <laughs> we we yeah. talked about this before. How do you like uh, the Constantine movie? Keep fucking up my future stuff. Uh, it wasn't, I, you know, I try to think of it as not within the same, like, it really disappointed me that it wasn't, like, British. Like, I, I mean, I know this is going to sound silly, but, like, Jude Law really should have been Constantine, and it should have been set in London. Jude Law? Really? really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I would sit, you know, if it was a younger Sting, he would have been perfect, but... <laughs> well, anyway, I think Andy Diggle's really doing a great job on Hellblazer, and this is the new uh, start of a new uh, arc, so go check it out. Uh, next, a uh, couple of trades. Uh, Mortal Iron Fist Volume 1 hardcovers coming out, 20 yeah. bucks. If you haven't read that stuff from uh, Matt Fraction and Ed Brubaker with uh, uh, David Aja and a bunch of other uh, sort of 
fill not fill in artists but uh, special artists. Yeah, I don't know what you can call yeah, Ru- not, Russ Heath yeah, and uh, just John awesome. Severn fill-in artist. I love that series yeah. so far. So yeah, um, this collects uh, uh, Iron Fist number one through six. Essential uh, Spider-Woman volume two trade paperback. Uh, I just put all this essentials on there because I know people dig them. And then a couple of magazines. Um, Comics Introspective volume one. Peter Bag soft cover coming out from Tomorrow's. Uh, and then a John Romita, all that John Romita and all that jazz also coming out, uh, which is a just a retrospective of John Romita stuff. So that's about it. That's Future Stacks. Not a Future whole lot stacks. of stuff coming out. That was it. Cool. Thank you, Sal. You're welcome. Be looking for that. Send me all your hate mail. Future <laughs> Stacks. We love the Future Stacks. I hate it. <laughs> I keep, you keep thinking of those. What are those Pringles chips? The Pringles stacks. Kind of thing. Every time I hear like the future stacks, that's what I've kind of like. Like the mini, like the mini. Yeah, stacks. The little stacks. <laughs> like the little canisters. <laughs> like, your 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 segments like food. <laughs> when Junk you, food. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Easily digestible. You can get Pringles to sponsor it. I was the first one to hate on Future Stacks, and now I've turned to leave, and I leave you alone about it. But everybody that shows up here, <laughs> every new person, it. you could support I it. I do support it. No, I call not you. Verbally. I say I love you. No. I love your Future Stacks idea. It's you gave birth from your womb <laughs> to the idea. Why don't you guys just come Enough. up with your favorite five and then compare them and pick the favorite more, five? Of more ideas. I can't get these guys to do any work. Are you kidding me? Him? Please. Oh, yeah, I don't do any work. I don't work at all. I call Sal. He's like, well, I'm working on the forum. (laughs) Why don't don't you email Sal your thoughts on future stacks? You want a smack? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was for real. All jokes aside. That wasn't fucking... Sal just had smoke from the nose. That was domestic abuse right there. Uh, Move on. Speaking of of beating Chris up, uh, we have listener email. Yes, we do. <laughs> there are uh, several ways that you can interact with the show. One of them is sending us a listener email. We enjoy that. You can send that to info at aroundcomics.com, sal at aroundcomics.com, chris at aroundcomics.com, or tom at aroundcomics.com. Uh, our first listener email is uh, from Vicious Smith. It says, recently I read uh, that Ronan in... Ronin is in the works Gosh, to be a movie. I can't read and I think tonight. you also mentioned it on a recent show. So I picked up a copy at the library today, and the style is wild. If no one on the podcast has read it, yes, I have. The designs for the biotechnology and the characters are very chunky and blob like, I guess I would call it. I don't know how that would be interpreted as live action CGI. Also, do you think that the racial language would be kept in because the way the story goes, some of that could be cut out? Uh, people were trying to cause an uproar, uproar over the uh, race in 300. Imagine what a shitstorm would fly if Ronan is a mostly direct translation. Also, I think that the main female security officer should definitely be played by Rosario Dawson. She just has to be in every comic book movie. She absolutely uh, looks like a good fit for the character. Um, yeah, I don't know how they would really interpret the art from Ronan into a movie. I don't know that they would really... I mean, it is sort of like bio-organic. I don't know how it would look on film exactly. Uh, But, hey, you know, with technology the way it is, they could probably do anything. As far as the race stuff, I would imagine they would probably cut a lot of that out because, I mean, it was, you know... uh, Different time. Well, a bit of a different time, and... Uh, while 300 had certain people, uh, you know, kind of sort of complaining about race and, and stuff, and that this is a bit more direct, and and you know, it's not 
sort of like a subtle thing. I mean, it's right. it's you know directly racist, but it's intended to be. I mean, the characters are so it's intended to be. So I don't you know I I mean it'd be sort of like talking if you're talking about like the Spirit movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, with a character like Ebony. I mean, sure. that, it, at the time that that was written. Uh, looking at it now, yeah, it's extremely racist. It was racist back then, but it was accepted back then. So I don't know how that's going to be handled either. You know, I'd imagine it would be changed because times have changed, and attitudes have changed, I and things aren't can, as acceptable as they once were. Stuff and still keep the yeah, I don't think it's gonna. It's gonna. I don't think it would affect the story that much. But Ebony. All right, uh, next one. Hi guys, or as we say in jolly old England, hello. Is he saying hello or hello? Uh, first thing to say is how much I hate Scotty. Uh, secondly, secondly, the latest show was, as Scotty would say, fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Blimey, I like him now. He's right. He does grow on you. (laughs) (laughs) I've got an idea for a feature. You have future stacks. How about past stacks, where you review old books that you haven't read and... (laughs) That you haven't read? That that you have, I'm assuming you haven't read in a while, and then you can all argue about it. Only joking. Keep up the good work. P.S. Scotty Rocks, and that's from Book Bag. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Thank you, Scotty Rock. <laughs> or thank you, Book Bag. Uh, next one is Paris Smith. Just wondering if you guys have, uh, if you guys know a way to see the previous catalog online, PDF maybe. Love the show. Um, I mean, I've kind of tried to find one, and yeah, I haven't seen dice. a PDF. But if you go to um, DCBS or DCBService.com, which is dir- uh, dir- uh, what does it stand for? Uh, Discount right. comic book comic service. Book yeah. service yeah. Uh, they basically put the entire previous catalog online every month. They also well, have a, a spreadsheet for everything. They do have a spreadsheet well, you can so download and, and look at it. But um, we well, go to Diamond. Well, but they only do it as a list. Oh, it's just a line with, item you list. With artwork. On well, it? with art and descriptions, and, uh, and okay. at DCBS usually. I mean, every month they change it to update the right. current previews. Um, so I mean, that if you're cool. looking for that. But otherwise, no, I haven't seen a PDF or anything. Alright, uh, next one. Uh, this is a quick question for Scotty for this Thursday show. This is for last Thursday show, actually. Okay. Just wanted to know uh, which specific artist is a favorite of yours and that you have been looking up to since you started in the biz. Scotty Young. Patrick. Um, I, Chris Pacello is probably one of my favorites um, in, in comics. Um, and, and the people that I think that even inspired him, like uh, Bill Sienkiewicz, um, like uh, to me, Chris, when he started um, on Generation X, when I saw that book, it's really kind of what uh, made me decide that oh, maybe this drawing thing that I do, maybe I could do comics because it was so it was a superhero book, but it just did not look like what you know. He was my Sienkiewicz of that time, where right. Sienkiewicz was a little bit before I got into comics, so it wasn't until later that I discovered him, but. It was that same feeling that I'm sure people had looking at Sienkiewicz of like, wow, this does not look like the way that everybody... Something completely different. This does not look the way that other people draw superheroes. This is weird and scratchy and and kind of abstract and very artsy. And and so... um, And I think he, over time, has just played around and experimented with so many different styles. And, And anybody who... Uh, kind of has the the guts to try things and and not know if they're going to work, but try them anyway. You know, like um, I'm a fan of anybody who is not uh, who can who is not afraid to walk away from playing it safe. You know, and and say, hey, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do a book like Steampunk where the the pages are just crazy and 
uh, and and see what it happens. And I'm going to do this style on X Men. I'm going to do this style on the Witching Hour. And so he's definitely a guy who I think over the years has just. Uh, tried a little of everything so i would say he's one of my favorites in comics it's interesting you bring up like uh it gave you the idea that hey maybe you know because your style wasn't and and isn't like a typical superhero right you know but because he did it yeah and that's what it was yeah. is when uh because i was uh you know i drew long before i was into comic books and so i just what am i going to do with this you right. know i don't know and it, it was that it was uh i had kind of been in comics for a while reading them but it wasn't until I saw somebody who didn't do what everybody else did that made me feel like, oh, ma- yeah, maybe I, I don't I draw yeah, like everybody right. else, but he doesn't either, so maybe I can yeah. try to to make my way through there anyway. And, um, yeah, so... And look at that. And look yeah, what happened. I'm giant. Now you're huge. I was lucky enough to actually meet the guy over at Comic-Con several years ago. Yeah. And I was, yeah, I got him to do a sketch of uh, John Constantine for me. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty rad. Yeah, there's, uh, he... Like we've we've talked a few times through email, but I've never met him in person. But I mean, I've met a lot of people that I've looked up to over the years, but he's still the only one I haven't. So I would probably be, uh, yeah, no. you know, a little freak, yeah, yeah a little starstruck <laughs> on that one. Show him your abs. No, <laughs> he did a pinup in the uh, Digital Rights comic. Really? Oh, yeah. granted, he just drew whatever the hell right. he wanted to do and says, "Here's your pinup." Right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Chris Pacello. So thanks for the question there, Patrick. All right, our next one is uh, from Eric Osborne. Holy shit, you don't know what a pleasure it was for me to wake up and find out that Dave goddamn Windorf was going to be on your podcast. You guys are so beyond cool, I know. I am his biggest fan, and to think that he sought you guys out is a testament to your awesomeness. I have smoked many a joint and tried to touch many a booby listening to Negasonic <laughs> Teenage Warhead. You guys might appreciate this. The morning that the podcast posted on iTunes, I was thrilled to find Dave's name next to Around Comics. I ran to my wife and told her about it. A moment later, I realized that my iPod was missing. Then my phone was missing. Then my keys. Then as I went outside, I noticed my car was missing. Someone had broken in during the night, stole my keys and stuff, took a shit in my wine bucket, and (laughs) stole my car. I got my car back, but the rest of my stuff is still gone. I bought an iPod that following weekend just to listen to that episode with Dave. Seriously, you guys rock. Best episode ever. Sincerely, Eric Osborne. Wow. I take no I, responsibility. I feel for like her. I need to send him something. <laughs> yeah. You want a shoe? Who or who, something? Who like breaks into your house, steals your wallet, your keys, and your car, yeah. and takes a shit in your wine bucket? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's some devious <laughs> shit right yeah, there. Right? I mean, that's just like Thank you know. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna steal this guy's shit, but fuck him too. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. I hate this guy. I'm stealing from. Yeah, that's personal. <laughs> All right. The next one. I guess I. Uh, I guess if I read. Many Marvel and DC comics, I'd feel stupid reading the Comics Journal, too. That's implying that we feel stupid. But as I prefer thoughtful, well-done, and yes, intelligent comic art of all eras, I'm happy to plunk down my $12 every month for the magazine. <laughs> you so lightly <laughs> oh, disparage. this is from last week when we yeah. were ripping on Comics Journal. Uh, please note sarcasm. I suspect uh, you refer to uh, the Comics Journal one or two editors and at least some years in the past without looking anything up, I can tell you the current format has been in place for at least 20 issues. I'd say that uh, I treasure each one and look back at them often. 
Do you know that each issue has a portfolio of full-color reprints of many of the greatest and most obscure creators in comic books and strips? These features are commonly 30 to 40 or more pages this written by of, Gary sto- of stories <laughs> that would cost me thousands. The rest is news, interviews, and reviews. Frankly, I don't waste time reading reviews, which I suspect is what pissed uh, you off. Life is too short. I do like listening to comic book podcasts, and I applaud and happily consume your two shows a week. But you're no ISR, Andy Spinner Rack. Uh, thank you. I know it's I a lot of work. I would need an ball to be that show. <laughs> In closing, I'll say I wouldn't ever have written uh, you these lines except you picked Madman Atomic Comics 3, and that is from the comic book shaman. Was, that, was, that was good I think he's complimenting you for picking uh, Madman. Oh. Was the rest... I didn't get the rest... Was he like... Did you guys no, see something bad No, we talked about... Yeah, last week we, I had mentioned in future stacks another right. how this has become the bane of my existence right. no he mentioned that it was coming out and I said something like wow I didn't know that book was $12 an issue right. I just yeah. thought that was a lot of money for right. a magazine uh, and then Tom said something about uh, how if you want to feel stupid or no the, the oh, Tom a book Sterno, that makes you feel stupid no it'll, it'll tell you how stupid you are oh, okay, it's, it's okay. Kind of, we were just kind of joking around yeah, of and, course you know it's uh I don't have anything necessarily against wow, he's the comics. He must. I think it's comic Gary, book shopping. It's Gary Groff that just wrote that letter. I mean, the editor of. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. It is a comic book shaman just tried to body slam. Yeah, but guess what? We, we're not phased. We work. wipe the dirt off our shoulders because well, we feel like. Wrong a the comic, I have no. I mean, the comics journal had like they are probably the only serious journalistic, you know. Publication, uh, publication in, in, the industry, in, yeah. in the industry, but my only problem with it is they take themselves too fucking serious. Yeah. I mean, and, and if you if you listen to any number of around comic shows, you'll hopefully understand that we're serious about comics without taking comics too seriously, and certainly not ourselves. Yeah, yeah. and and you know the Comics Journal is a great Light publication, up. but it is yeah, it's it's very have a little fun. I do that love that, that he that says he likes your show, but you're no. I right. yeah, yeah. spin around. Well, which is a great podcast. Well, no, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not saying. But I, I always find it I funny don't. when when uh, people will just know. insult us if you want to. Yeah, insult this us. Yeah. Don't like, it's so, yeah, it's so weird. Like you're a great show, but you kind of fucking suck. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean. Like it's so weird that when sort of when backhanded compliment. But yeah, I mean, Sal and I have talked about this with movies before, where it's like. I, in my mind, if I like one thing, I can like another thing without comparing the two right. to being like, yeah. you're pretty good, but, but you're not you're as no. fucking good as the other yeah. thing. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's always weird for me when people, I always find, like, I would say any indie spinner rack in this show are just two different two shows, shows and, you yeah, know, and how and can they be compared? Well, well we obviously upset fact. him yeah. with our comic, our wow. sort of disparaging remarks about comic. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I guess, I mean, it was just, it was a joke. Lighten up. If I was yeah, to a podcast a and they started railing on Queen and Country, I'd get pissed. Yeah. Well, we didn't yeah. rail on yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't real. Like, it was really lighthearted. one And it was like, it was like midnight, right? Yeah. Like, Tom's half in the bag. It was one offhanded comment. shaming you have no idea how And the book's fucking $12. So fuck it. Is $12. It. <laughs> $12 for a magazine. Right. Our last email is uh, from Rick. It said, Hey guys, I love the show. I found you and Crankcast through Scotty, who is a comic god. Yeah. I hear he's <laughs> somebody who finally recognizes gets you. Huh? Yeah. I, 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 hear he, <laughs> I hear he's so ripped you can see his muscles through his clothes. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Jim Lee style. Anyway, the last show got me thinking about how much I dislike Superman Returns. There are so m- very. There are so very many things wrong with it, but the worst to me is how in every Superman movie, Luther is a silly caricature 
who has some needlessly ridiculous land grab scheme. How can any Superman movie be good if the plot is him foiling a stupid real estate plot and an ineffectual villain? That's Luther, what, yeah, that's what I said. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. Luther should be diabolical and mean and already rich, not sleeping with wealthy elderly women for their money. <laughs> anyway, I don't think Hollywood really gets what comics are about, or they just suck at executing them as a movie. <laughs> what are your guys' favorite comic movies, and what are the worst ones? Oh, good lord. Uh, favorite comic movies? Um... X2. Uh, I think Batman Begins is the best comic movie ever yep. made. Spider-Man. Too. I think uh, Rocketeer is a very underappreciated comic book movie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Toxic um, Avenger. Mystery Man. <laughs> That's not really a comic book movie, though. The, the Matrix is movies. really a comic book movie, <laughs> actually. Oh, yeah, if you, yeah. Uh, uh, the original Superman, the first one. I no, think it's good. Yeah, one. very good stuff. Uh, I don't know. The worst ones... Like the old Red Brown Captain America stuff is <laughs> god awful. The Corman, the Corman, uh, yeah, that's cool. yeah. I mean, we've talked comic book movies. Modern before. Day, um, Punisher. Punisher yeah. was. I actually liked the Punisher about a hundred times more than I liked the Fantastic Four. The first one. I haven't seen the. Really, I haven't seen the second one, but yeah. I mean, I, the Punisher. I could see. I mean, it. it, it I don't know why. I mean, it was it was cheesy, but something about it let me be okay with it being cheesy. While when I watched the Fantastic Four, I just felt like, and maybe it was that situation where it just wasn't made for me. You know, right. like uh, it me it was made for kids, so I couldn't. It, I just I just thought it was too. Like the fact that Doctor Doom, like you know, Latveria guy was like had a mis- metal mask on and a hood, and he's like, "Hey guys, come on, I'm gonna get you." <laughs> you know, I, 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 I conclusion so easy. Yeah, I, I kind of look at comic book movies or movies in general and like rewatchability, and I can watch Sin City or 300 over and over and over. You can watch Sin City over and over. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've watched absolutely. it multiple times. I think yeah. some of the worst ones though that came out were the. Uh, the last Batman's that came from uh, oh, Schumacher. Schumacher. Yeah, oh, sure. Awesome. Oh, sure. my. Oh, painful uh, to watch. I, uh, my funny comic book moment this week, I'm driving uh, driving up to the shop on, like, Tuesday night or something, and I'm driving up Western Avenue in Chicago, and I look over to my right, and there's a flatbed tow truck that has some beat-up cop cars on it, and, and I pull up beside them, and I look over to my right, and it says, Gotham Police Department on the door. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's pretty <laughs> cool. He calls me. He calls me. Like... She saw. She saw Heath Ledger. Yeah, those guys aren't exactly oh, hiding nice. anywhere. Everybody's seen them in the city. Yeah. <laughs> they're like shouting um, them out now and like taking pictures. They did a great I, big truck truck stunt with pyrotechnics. I think honestly, cool. and you've talked about this before. Is like I think I'm too much of a comic book fan to really be the judge of like good or bad comic book movies because I give them a pass. Yeah, you because give a pass. I love. I want a yeah. movie like yeah. no. I know the thing that, that the thing that frustrates me the most even, about the comic book movies is I want Hollywood to take. The mo- I want them to to treat it like they would treat any, any other, other movie, movie where a, where a good story comes first and foremost, and then you put the the comic book property inside of that. Not just going, oh, guess what, guys? Today is like you know Casual Friday. It's Spider Man, so right. it, it, all you know, gotta do, yeah, it's kind of like doing a comic book video game. Oh, well, at least I mean I mean even they have it a little easier because they can. You do some cool gameplay for a while, and you can it's get still, lost in that. You can get lost in that. Where the movie, I mean, it really is. Sometimes we turn on this movie, and you fig- you wonder how in the world it is possible well, but to just abandon all 
like Hope. storytelling but logic. It's, it's, but, it, but it's very similar, though. I mean, in a lot of cases, a lot of these movies will be like, well, hey, we'll just put in two or three good action set pieces and yeah. forget about the story. Like Fantastic mm-hmm. Four had, like, oh, there's that bridge scene and there was that other scene. I yeah. don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're yeah, like Daredevil. There's like two fight scenes, but, you know, you'll, you'll ignore the story. But I did. And I'll never, like, defend those films. Like, like Daredevil. Yeah. I. I yeah. There were parts of it that drove me crazy, but overall, it's like I didn't hate it because there were scenes in it that I really enjoyed as a Daredevil fan. Just being able to see that stuff come to life. And same with like Fantastic Four too. It's like, oh yeah, did I think it was a great movie? No, but I still enjoyed it just because I get to see those characters running around on screen. So I give it a pass. But I totally admit that. Yeah. But and I think think we need to make a a distinction between comic book movies and superhero movies. I mean, there's a definite distinction. History of Violence. Great fucking movie. Yeah, yeah not a yeah. superhero movie. No, it's also yeah. those are so few and far between. Yeah, no, it's I also mean, real way. far away from the comic book. B for Vendetta. I don't know though. I think a lot of the comic book movies like the, the superhero. B for Vendetta. Ones. Yeah, that's. Yeah. But that's kind of a superhero movie, really. I mean, it's just Alan Moore's superhero. Yeah, but superhero movies. I, I guess I just want the characters to be believable and dumb. I didn't think I felt that like I didn't you know I, admittedly I didn't see any of the Fantastic Four movies but even based off the trailers I didn't really think that those characters were believable as I didn't believe Daredevil well, and I think, and I think, Ben Affleck you know, being Daredevil just didn't do it we, for me at all we talked about you know like Fantastic Four I mean it's obvious you watch the second one and halfway through it it's pretty obvious that movie's not made for yeah, it's a 30 year old yeah, it's made comic book kids, fans yeah. it's made for kids but well it's, it's made for the millions of people who haven't read a Fantastic right, Four comic right. and I'm hoping maybe you know 15 years from now there's you know three stupid guys sitting in a comic shop you know that said that they got into comics because they watched Fantastic Four 2 whenever they were you know six or eight years old but you do look at something like Batman Begins and it's like okay that was the first time you know because like you had said you want your company like you want those movies to be realistic but it's like okay it's guys jumping around. Not realistic. Well, not realistic. Not realistic. Believable. Believable. Plausible. Yeah. Plausible. Plausible. I mean, and that would be. But a, I thought yeah. I felt like Batman Begins was Definitely. the only one that really, to me, made this it could plausible. Happen. That oh, yeah. that you, like gave you every reason that you this mean, character would. I don't know, I don't know what you was definitely. I mean, you believe like Patrick Stewart was Professor Xavier. And well, but only Dave because you know Benito, those yeah. characters. I'm saying yeah, just like out of the blue, a character going. Um, my parents died, and I'm gonna train in like. Well, you know, I think to be a fighter, and then right. I'm going to fight crime. That's right. it, on its on like the surface level. That's a completely unbelievable premise. Right. But that film gave you realistic uh, reasons psychological why reasons you why you think would think that. that I think honestly, for me, a couple of the movies, comic book movies, that they approached in a way that, uh, and maybe it had to do with because the book itself never was a giant thing anyway. But I think the first couple Blade movies were. Oh, the first yeah. Blade. I mean, great. I thought I thought Blade uh, one and two. Was... Yeah, I mean, I love I loved the second one. I mean, some yeah. people feel opposite, but I love I one and two. I think are really good movies. They yeah. did not camp it up. They 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 add some funny here and there, but they they believed in the movie that they were they believed in the story that they that were they were telling. telling. Yeah. They everybody involved believed in it, and that's where well, the mythology yeah. was pretty solid. And Wesley yeah. Snipes Chris was believable as that character. Yeah. He invested in that character and like really yeah. became the character. Yeah, right? I mean, Instead of Jessica Alba with her long blonde hair. Yeah. Oh, well, that's but so, the third one. You know. <laughs> we could argue about the third one. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like the it's, third it's, one's it's, it's the creators. Yeah. It, the creators. Apparently, we can't argue whether it's the writers or the directors. They believed in the product that they were that they were creating, as opposed to. 
uh, like I said, if, if they just go, ah, fuck it, guys, you know, again, Casual Friday, we yeah. got this comic property, let's just do it. We don't believe in it, we just, we know it's going to make money, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, well, that's why I think the second one was so good because I'm mean, I give a lot of credit to Del Toro for oh, that one. Of course. I mean, like that, and even he brought so much to Hellboy. That, right. I mean, yeah. the movie was a lot different from the comic, but it brought things that the comic didn't have. It well, was once again, it goes it back different it, in a good way. It goes yeah. back to something you had said about it. They're trying also. To, it's like they're not trying to just please comic book fans because well, yeah, there were a few and far yeah. between. Especially, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? We it's all like, love Hellboy not. here, but if you want to talk, I mean, before the movie came out, I mean, it's Hellboy was not breaking sales numbers right. at no. all. So you're not. You're trying to make a movie. Trying to target Hellboy fans only. Right. Yeah. That movie's going to yeah. tank. Yeah. You know, it's like you're trying to make something that anybody walking off the street. Right. And I think That's a lot of the comic book movies they've done. I mean, I I usually go with a couple of different people, uh, my cousin, my nephew, and we go to a lot of different comic book movies. I'm the only one that read com- reads comics. Mm-hmm. They love those movies, though. Yeah. Uh, they know about the characters. I mean, everybody knows the Fantastic Four to some degree, yeah. but or Spider Man or Batman or whatever. And but they don't read the comics, and they go in and absolutely love the movies. So even more likely they like them more than I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think on that level they're succeeding whether or not we look at them, you know. Yeah. I mean it's like Heroes, you know, the show, TV show. Oh, yeah. Most comic book fans looked at that and went, "Yeah, uh, we've seen that a thousand times." Oh, it's but Cyclops. I didn't. I looked I loved it. <laughs> well, yeah. but that's what I mean. That 15 million people were watching right. that yeah. it was a huge hit and because they hadn't seen it before. What right? I love is my coworker friends coming up to me like after Heroes or whatever. Oh, yeah. I didn't even see see such and such coming this way. I'm like, "Oh, that was been done. That's yeah. that plot's been done about 3,000 yeah. times. Burn Claremont, 81. Uh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, that's all our email. Yeah. I guess. All right. Well, of course, uh, email is one way that you can get in touch with us. Other ways to interact with the show are uh, by joining our friends of the program. Uh, go to roundcomics.com where you can download and print on a LCS flyer challenge. Flyer. <laughs> Ask your comic shop manager. <laughs> Ask your comic shop manager uh, if they'll display it in the store. If they do, send us an email and we'll mention you and the store on the show as well as post it on our site. Become a friend of the program today. And we got an email saying just that. It is uh, Hi, guys. Uh, I'm sorry I missed you when I was in town last week, but my bus didn't get into Chicago until late, and I still didn't. Uh, I still hadn't eaten or figured out how to get to Dark Tower via mass transit. You can't. <laughs> it's <laughs> tough. I wanted to let you know that I gave your flyer to the manager of my local comic shop, Classic Comics, in was that Rahway, Rahway, New Jersey. I told Kevin, the manager, to get in touch with you because he does a great video comics podcast called Variant Edition. Oh, I know those guys. Yeah, we've met. Sure. Kevin in New York at the New York Comic Con says, and I figured you, you could do some cross promotion on each other's shows. You can find it at uh, variantedition.com. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't the, that wasn't the show last week that somebody emailed us telling us that they were dumbasses because they. Was that, yeah, la- that was <laughs> last? That was either last week's the week. Was the, was that variant edition or someone else though? I no, hope it was someone else. No, I, don't I don't know who it was. Says keep up the great work. Scotty's a great addition to the show. Even Thank though you, you hate him. <laughs> Thanks for turning Dave me on to uh, such great books like Ex Machina and Rex Mundi. You're welcome. How about uh, a discussion on comics, trades, graphic novels that you might recommend to non-comics readers? That's, what, that's what I'm all read about. Fun Home and loved Why? it. I think I'm going to pick up Blankets and Mouse Guard for him. Anyway, thanks for the show and enjoy Wizard World Chicago. I wish I was able to be there. Hope to see you in NYC next year. And that is from Dave J. in Edison, New Jersey. Well, thank you, Dave J. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, check out Variant Edition. I've watched it uh, a few times. Yeah, they do a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Uh, next, uh, you can also sign up on our Frapper map so we can know where you live and uh, stalk come, you. Come borrow cheese. Uh, we had a bunch of Frappers uh, this week. Uh, Tiffany from Pleasanton, California said, owns. I didn't quite get this. Owns so many comics, could build a fort. Glad to be another chica on the map. She uh, owns a lot of comics. She could build a house out of them, Ooh. and she's glad to be another girl on our yeah. map. Mexican. Oh. Sal's the Mexican. He's like, what's Chica? Next is she, uh, Steve Andreski from Albany, New York. Love the show. Keep up the conversation and having fun. All right. Uh, Tress Kalmus. <laughs> From, Albu- <laughs> from Albuquerque, New Mexico, it, it said uh, it's pronounced Trace Calmus because you guys suck with names. <laughs> Future stacks. Future stacks. Uh, Naim S from Antarctica says, "I live in St. Louis. I am such a fucking liar." And Brandon from Delavan, Illinois, love the show, guys. Keep up the good work. A Matt from Tallahassee, Florida. Woo! I live on a map. <laughs> Good Lord. Robert Cooper from Knoxville, Tennessee. Go Vols. Love the show, guys. Balls. Balls. Volunteers. Balls. Like, I know you, Hick. What a <laughs> that's, that's it, motherfucker. <laughs> Next is Lawn Buddha from Cleveland, Ohio. My daughter does not cry over mouth <laughs> Uh Mike Jungbluff. <laughs> How do you say his name? Austin, Texas. He says it rubs Rose the barbecue the on his skin. Or it gets the hose oh. again. <laughs> Next People is pay attention. They do, man. Toog from uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Yeah, he, he, he said nothing. Well, all he put in all he put in there was a uh, like a link to his MySpace page. Yeah. but I didn't write it down. So, and then the last one is Wayward Wookie from Baltimore, Maryland. I am the bear that slapped Hillary Barda across the face. That's back from episode. Good God, I don't know. Remember, our listeners are witty and have great and retention they pay skills. attention. Yes, they, they pay do. Attention. So, uh, and we'd like you to go over to uh, iTunes, leave an iTunes review, Chris. So Chris uh, won't cry. He's yeah, to sleep. Yeah, Chris, a little sensitive. Uh, we want to make sure that we don't hurt his feelings. I'm not OCD about it. I don't check it every night. Yeah, and yeah. Before I go to bed. Right. Uh, Marta's, where are you at? Nothing. He's reading. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Nobody left a review today. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go to iTunes. Uh, leave a review. Uh, thanks to those who have left reviews, like uh, Crazy Name 1, Crazy Name 2, and uh, Crazy Name and Funkedipus. the new Gordomatic. <laughs> <laughs> Trolls yeah. and octopus. Yeah. I swear, poker trolls. I swear to God, a cat <laughs> jumped on uh, the keyboard. And just, I'm gonna create. And just, I'm gonna create a username at iTunes with no vowels. Yeah. What the fuck with you? Yeah. Check. Uh, check out all the great things that AroundComics.com has to offer. We post the next week's topic on Tuesdays, usually at our forum at AroundComics.com. Remember, you can also visit us at Comicspace slash AroundComics or MySpace slash AroundComics and be our virtual friends. Yeah. Also, I wanted to say thanks to. Dan C. Papercut on the forum uh, who put together a great wiki uh, site about the uh, show. A lot of people were asking about um, like how to find out what our previous shows were about, top of the stacks and interviews, interviews and yes, crap like that. Yeah. And Dan put a ton of work into putting a wiki page together that contains all that information and more. So uh, big thanks to Dan for all his work. He, uh, he really did a great job with it and we really appreciate it. So you can visit the wiki from our uh, website if you go under the show menu uh, or you can go directly to the to the site at aroundcomics.pbwiki.com. And yeah, thanks Dan. It was an aw- <laughs> it was awesome that you did that. Uh, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast. I thought they Network. shut that down. Now eh, it's back up. Oh good it's lord. Around, for a week. So. Yeah, we'll see. But we are we are still proud members and you can find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. 
And thanks to Borders for sponsoring this episode. Sink your teeth into the story that introduced the world to Anita Blake. Uh, Anita Blake. <laughs> I need a break. Freudian slip. Uh, Anita Blake, Vampire Hunter. Get your copy of Guilty Pleasures by Laura K. Hamilton at your local Borders. Borders is your home for the tastiest fantasy novels. Find a store near you at borderstores.com. And we are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. Uh, for more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org <laughs> or call 1-310-909-7809. Actually, I don't know if you had to. The one I was just putting in because it's funny with the www. Because the one doesn't exist anymore, does it? Yeah, sure it does. On cell phones, you don't have to ever... Uh, no, not on cell phones. Yeah, but, uh, it depends. Weird. And I don't know. WWW. What a crazy. Pissing people off with that, Scotty. Is it people pissed off about that? Yeah, we got yeah, the people on the forum. Were, <laughs> you don't need to read WWW. We're in the 20th century. Oh, well, Norton Lord. started it all. Did he? Yeah, last week. I like I saying dub dub. You don't need to. All right, everyone. Thanks Thanks again, Sal, Scotty, as always. Thank you. Casey, Liz, Adam, Mike, Greg Titus, who didn't say anything, but been sitting here diligently. Listening to us, drawing bored out of his skull. Uh, Mark, thanks as always for hosting us here at Dark Tower. Um, a little bit of a preview for Thursday's episode. We're going to be talking video games and comics, and and Adam and Mike are going to be back for that. And and you'll hear a lot more uh, with them on video games and the relationships with comics and all that good stuff. So, in between uh, uh, now and then, you have yourself a good week. Uh, we'll be tell back me what again to do on Thursday. In the meantime, you're not the boss of me. In between time, we'll be everywhere in and around comics. If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member. Email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the Contact Us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next time, and the panel will change, but our mission will stay the same, bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around Comics is a Pipe Dream production. Copyright 2007. All rights reserved. Love you, baby. Yeah. Why you got my love and left me long?